0: This is my number one thing that I will say to anyone who will listen, including my colleagues. Design, design, design. That is the most
1: important thing.
0: Select CT.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to the Select CT Podcast, where we talk about the digital media industry in Connecticut. I'm David DeRoche. I run the podcast program at Quinnipiac University, and this podcast is a production of Digital Media CT in partnership with Quinnipiac, the University of Connecticut, and the Connecticut Office of Film, Television, and Digital Media. This is our second season of the Select CT podcast, and this time around, we're going to do two episodes on real-world advice for animators. And to do that, of course, we're going to talk to a person in the field who teaches and has done a lot of animations. We're really excited to have Steve Harper with us today. He's a professor in UConn's Digital Media Design Program, and he's also an award-winning animator and designer. Steve, thanks so much for joining us on Select CT. Thank you. So, Steve, let's ask about your career from the beginning. You've worked with some big names like HBO, Showtime, History Channel, a lot more. So, you know what it takes to get your foot in the door. So, just tell us how you got to where you are today and what it was like when you were just starting out.
0: I started out as a freelancer. I was doing, um, you know, the the kind of basic stuff that people do when they first start out. So, you know, it, it tends to be rotoscoping and um, design support and then i got a job working as a compositor for um, a 3d effect spot for pbs kids Uh, and then from there a promo for spike tv when spike tv was a thing uh, doing a crossover uh promotional stunt between 50 cent and the ultimate fighter no um Oh, yeah. wow. I
1: have to see that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and from there, um, I, I just kind of nailed that project with a ton of chain-link fence transitions. Uh, I was really proud of these transitions. I, I designed all these chain-link fence uh, configurations, and they would slam down in every possible way. And that got the eye of an editorial uh, shop who was looking to add design to their capability and they said hey why don't you come in set up your computer kind of like sit over there in the corner and then as our editor has projects and and needs things then you can help out right. so it was basically like freelancing but in their uh in their studio um from there like we started doing stuff for the nfl and um and then history channel and was hired on full-time um, eventually became a creative director at that company
1: and led a team. Very cool. And I, and I was surprised to, to, you said a word that I have actually heard of before, which is rotoscoping. And correct me if I'm wrong. That is when you actually draw over the film. Is that correct?
0: Okay. So it has a couple of different. Okay. Uh, Break it down names. for me. Yeah, yeah. So there's rotoscoping, uh, which is the, the as you described, which is an animation technique. Um, yeah, drawing over. Um, a, a film like like the old uh, Richard Linklater *Waking right, Life* or right, *Steven* right. that that sort of thing, um, and then there's this other meaning, which is um, when you're actually cutting out. So you're kind of doing the same thing. You're you're creating masks and you're isolating figures in uh, in that particular very first job. Um, God, I remember it was a nightmare. It was for CBS. Uh, sunday sports spectacular and i had to cut out a cheerleader pyramid so you know 12 or like nine people um all in motion Oof! they all had to be cut out um i i I worked all night on this thing uh it drove me
1: crazy i can imagine yeah Yikes! And you said you also did, uh, did PBS Kids, which I think is awesome. And you know, I, I spent uh, five years at um, Connecticut Public Radio, which shares a building with the uh, with Connecticut Public Television. And that's when I learned that Connecticut Public uh, Television Network is where Barney was created. That's pretty cool. Did you ever get a chance to work on the Barney end of things? No, I didn't. Because um, there's this... no animation on that, I guess.
0: Yeah. This okay. So this job, this like was a uh, a stunt. Um, okay. In industry term, where um, they have like a, a promotional support, uh, like a you know an outside company that's that's giving promotional support right. uh, for the programming, and um, this was a crazy. This was another interesting crazy job where all the three D was being created. In uh, I never quite got the exact area, but somewhere over in a, a former Soviet Republic. Uh, <laughs> wow. And so they were working all day and then we would get their renders and composite them and add effects and color correct and all of that. And we would do that all night. Wow. And um, yeah, so it was pretty intense, but it was, it was a really great introduction to a, uh, an industry that, you know, in that time was becoming more global um, and, you know, it, it, it opened my eyes to,
1: um, you know, just how integrated uh, this, this industry was. Yeah, and I imagine that reality is probably just getting more and more prevalent as you know the p- pandemic has has been a, a presence in our lives and absolutely just generally you know becoming uh, more of a globalized uh, economy. So I imagine those sort of partnerships are are, are uh, more common than ever. Absolutely, uh, so, and and motion yeah.
0: designers as well because they can they can move around they can be anywhere. Um, I had a um, motion designer come in from um that i used to work with brandon sugiyama he he won an emmy for patriot act on netflix doing all the design graphics cool uh there and so i had him come in from the class and it was interesting he gave his presentation uh from basically bermuda wow he he decided that he was going to move Uh, During the pandemic, if he had to be isolated, he wanted to be isolated on a beach.
1: Hey, man, I I get it. I'm with you. He did all his client work and everything from there. That's incredible. Yeah, I mean, that opportunity, you know, for sure, if you can take advantage of something like that, definitely. So, Steve, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, the transition for students because this podcast is geared toward young professionals or people in college trying to get into the field. And you, as a professor at UConn, obviously dealing with students all the time. I imagine that a lot of your students sort of imagine themselves, you know, working immediately at Pixar or Disney, and, and maybe they want to bypass jobs with smaller companies that they hadn't really heard of, or maybe they think a job is, you know, below them or not worth it. How do you sort of manage student expectations with that? How do you, you know, of course, you don't want to kill their dreams, but you also want to bring them down to reality. Imagine that's sort of a balance. How do you approach that?
0: Yeah, it is interesting. Um, we... It, because of popular media and um and and I would put games in there as well uh, a lot of that production is a west coast production they they're over in california or in vancouver in some cases um there's not a lot of of that and as we know you know blue sky with blue sky closing yeah, in connecticut we we've lost really um that animation, that sort of high end, uh, mainstream, uh, popular media kind of animation on this coast. So, um, you have to be willing to move and, um, you have to also know that your network isn't quite, you know, isn't, isn't, isn't there that, that the, that the students that are going out in, in, um, attending West Coast schools, uh, are, having more of those connections and more of those opportunities than over here in the East coast. Now that is, that isn't to say there aren't opportunities over here. Of course there are. And, you know, we have companies, um, in the state of Connecticut, like WWE ESPN, NBC sports, um, yes. Network is over there as well. Uh, and we also have, uh, access to all of the media in New York. Um, that, tends to be more in line with advertising marketing. Uh, and so, you know, it's not like those 3D animation studios. Um, but those 3D animation studios, like the, the Pixars and the Disneys, they are looking for a particular kind of uh, artist uh, and animator. Um, they They tend to be in a industrial pipeline kind of mode so um you you get hired there um not as like a general animator that can do everything but instead as a skilled technician that does a particular thing mm. so they have a lighting department they have a you know rigging department they have a modeling department um, and each of those departments have multiple people within them that do nothing but those particular, um, you know, assignments. Uh, we had somebody come in actually um, from blue sky to speak to the student. She was in the hair department, worked with six or seven other hair artists. And that was all they did was hair. So, you mm-hmm. know, if you're not willing to really specialize and, and get, you know, into the the nitty gritty of a particular area, you're really not set up uh, to to succeed and and to go to those places. Um, whereas uh, in these opportunities in our area, um, there is more diversity and there's more of a need for a generalist skill set. Okay. So, someone who can. Uh, design and animate someone who can illustrate someone who understands video editing you know to be able to do all of those things um to to be able to model but also animate that model and light it and render it um those those artists are in demand
1: so that's really interesting you know because i wanted to ask you about that you know the importance between mastering a specific skill set versus making yourself well-rounded. And I guess there's there's value to both of those, depending on, I guess, what you want to do. Um, in terms of actually getting their foot in the door, I mean, I I guess that demo reels, especially with animation, is probably kind of important. Can you just talk a little bit about that process? How do you teach your students or how do you encourage them to produce demo reels that are going to stick out? What sort of things do you think the industry is looking for when they're they're checking out these demo reels?
0: How you present yourself and your creative work is an important indicator or signal for how the person on the other end is is going to receive that so if you're um, presenting a demo reel then the things that I'm looking for for instance and I think the things that employers are looking for are um, the animation and the editorial uh, and 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 the style um, whereas a portfolio site that could contain stills in addition to um, animated or or motion design content um can can focus on those design skills or those image editing skills or illustration. So depending on what your focus is, um, I would advise a student to focus on either a portfolio site that is uh, showcasing a gallery of work uh, or a demo reel
1: so for students in connecticut so maybe they do want to get eventually to one of those big studios out on the west coast um and and maybe you know the opportunities here like you mentioned are more um in the advertising marketing realm i mean there still is value to that like if you want if you do eventually want to get to that big studio there still is certainly value in staying local and honing your chops right making uh, networking learning some additional skills i mean talk a little bit about that like students um, how do you open their mind to pursuing opportunities that might not be exactly what they want, but at least it's a door into the industry and it, and it's a way for them to get started and get their feet wet and make connections. It's that kind of thing.
0: So one thing that I like to stress is that you, you don't know where happiness might lie and so you want to be able to be open to opportunities um, and you know, that it's that old thing about, you know, prepared, preparedness, preparation and opportunity, uh, and being able to seize upon those things, um, to, to be prepared for that opportunity, right. um, and, and to recognize it as one, you know, is, is part of the trick. Um, so yeah, so, uh, it, in that, um, I have a metaphor of, uh, <laughs> of like a, a, a building or an event kind of, uh, metaphor. So, so for instance, you know, there, there's the, there's the concert and the concerts where that's the place you want to be. Um, but you have to get in. Um, so it's better to be, uh, you know, working in the, uh, at the venue where the concert is, because now you're closer to the concert. <laughs> it's better to be in the parking lot You know, of the concert, it's, you know, the worst place to be is, is on the highway, you know, (laughs) driving by, like, you you need, you need to get closer and closer to that. So um, taking on that PA job, that production assistant job um, taken on, I've had students uh, go in and actually be like a receptionist. And, Mm. you know, because you're like, answering the phones, there, there comes that time where, they need something like, Oh no, our designer is out or, right. Oh no, we need this. There's hey, shot. I can do that. I, I can be that person and they can jump into that role. And now they've just, um, you know, completely changed how they, how they view you. I've had people jump, uh, from, you know, that role to designer role. Wow. Um, I have a, a friend who is a, a VP at a network um, who got her start. She was a a PA on a reality, uh, dating show. And, uh, you know, as a production assistant, you're doing all kinds of things. You're like getting people coffee and you're setting up stuff and you're setting schedules and you know, you're, you're making calls. Um, their, their writer was out one day and they needed a writer. And she said, you know what? I, I can do that. And that launched her career. Wow!
1: <laughs> so now she's now she's a VP. Wow, that's amazing. You know, you hear stories like that, and, and it's, it's for somebody like me who's who's been around for a little bit, uh, you know, it almost sounds a little bit romanticized, but I I know what you're saying is true because I've experienced it myself. So anybody's listening and says, oh, that doesn't happen. No, I can tell you, it definitely does. You put yourself out there, uh, give yourself an opportunity uh, to find success, preparedness and opportunity, right? Just like you said, I love that. Um, when you were... Working um, prior to entering academia, um, tell me about some of the experiences you had that were really valuable learning experiences. Like, were there some things where you just interacting, doing the 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 work, doing the grind, where you just really just learn something that probably you could not have learned uh, as a student? Just, but just some some real world experience that was really valuable to you earlier in your career. Yeah. Okay. So.
0: Here's my, uh, this is, this is my number one thing that I will say to anyone who will listen, uh, including my colleagues, uh, design, 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 that is the most important thing. And when I, um, first started working, you know, I saw myself as an artist. I saw myself as an animator. Um, I, I saw myself as a, like, you know, creative and I kept getting jobs and being asked for, um, design. And so I learned how to design logos. I learned how to design titles. I learned how to design style frames. I learned how to design things before I ever animated them. And then I learned, you know, how to design things that would, that would eventually be an animation and, and to design as storyboards. Um, Design is the number one thing, uh, the most important thing. um, At at some of the studios that I worked at, we would spend 90% of our time doing design and 10% animating. And, you know, because that design is what's going to win you the job. At a lot of these studios, you know, a lot of what you're doing is uh, either convincing somebody of your vision Uh, or convincing someone to give you a shot to tell them about your vision. And so as part of that, you have to do these pitches and you have to do present concept presentations and it is design, design, design uh, the entire time. So I I think that's another thing that students, you know, they come in, they get really excited about uh, visual effects or they get very excited about animation and they want to make everything move. Um, And, you know they haven't really thought about the layout, the composition, the color, the um, the sequence, um, the topography if there is type in it. Um, all of those things are the the framework, and I, I would say the most important things uh, about your animation that that the the thing that's memorable about the animation is its design. You know, not necessarily it's animation, and I've heard this from I've heard this from employers. I've had uh, people come in to our to our to our classes and tell us that they can take a great designer and teach them animation. They they you know, but to take an animator and teach them design is a much longer process. So if you can if you
1: can invest in that then um you're you're ahead of the game that's really interesting you know you brought up something that i find is valuable for any creative person in any creative field you know when you go into the thing that you're passionate about that you're driven to do based on your creative drive you know there are other skill sets that are going to help you stand out because if you just focus on the creative thing you know you you might come in second place to somebody who might not be as creative as you but they're much better at you know, uh, framing their, their vision or selling what they're trying to do. So imagine, you know, broadening your skill set outside of that, uh, that, that creative skill that you have, broadening it to things like being able to sell yourself, right. Being able to understand yeah. a dynamics of, of relationships and things like that. Super, super valuable. So student, yeah, just, I, I yeah I think, go ahead. Um, yeah. Um, as
0: part of that. So for instance, we're, we're a four year. Um, You know, BFA, uh, BA program, they have students have to take general ed classes as well as our, you know, the courses in our concentration. So, you know, we don't we don't look at it. We're not like an art school in in that sense that um, because our our students are taking history and English and math and other things. But one of the classes that I always uh, make sure that all of my students and all my advisees take is public speaking. Because you mm. have to be able to present your ideas, you have to be able to um, to express yourself. Um, that's going to differentiate you from others. Uh, you know, going into it, you can you can have a great artist that is, you know, uh, uh, let's say introverted, or maybe they are, um, uh, you know, not not adept at communicating ideas uh, verbally, like. There, there's going to be a limit. Um, I would say to, you know, what what they can do, um, because you have to be able to work in a team environment. You have to be able to communicate to other people. You have to communicate to your boss, to your clients, to, um, to an audience. Like all of that communication skills is so important.
1: Absolutely agree. And I think that's something UConn and Quinnipiac and a lot of universities around Connecticut definitely focus on. So, Steve, thanks so much for joining us. I want to thank our guest, Steve Harper, for talking about animation. Uh, thanks for joining us on Select CT, Steve. All right. Thank you. Select CT is a podcast production of Digital Media CT in partnership with Quinnipiac University, the University of Connecticut, and the Connecticut Office of Film, Television, and Digital Media. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Digital Media CT. That's Digital Media underscore CT. Tell us what you think about our show. We'd love to hear from you. You can also follow me on Twitter at SavingEJ. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, and others. If you want to learn more about the digital media landscape in Connecticut, visit digitalmediact.com. The producer of Select CT is Justin Matley. Matt Warwood is our executive producer. Our marketing coordinator is Marvin Lewis. I'm David Oroch. Thanks so much for listening. Now get out there and make some media.
0: GT.